All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Thursday night, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029, and of course on all the socials, including the Getter feed, which you can find at Real AM Voice. Uh, jump on there now, jump on the chat, saying hello to our uh, to our followers, to the people that watch us there. Of course, to the Telegram groups that we don't often uh, mention as Discord, often as we Discord should. Discord as well. Right. Uh, and the Discord group as well. And uh, Paul Nolan here doing news. How are you, Paul? I'm excellent. I'm so excited about this January 6th. Finally, we get to the truth. I know. It, 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 I, I can't believe it's taken them so long to get to this point. It's unbelievable. It's I mean, one, these, it, these quackadoodles won't stop pitching their BS. It's, it's just, it's just, it's... It, ah, look at it. It's just disgusting. It, it's like, it's like the, uh, the March of the Wooden... A-holes. Oh, look at go. them. Look at them. We're marching in. Look, we have papers. We got, Slick Rick, how are you tonight? How are you doing, Rick? Paul, good to see you guys tonight. Got some uh, sports lined up for us? <laughs> Absolutely. We got rodeo tonight. We're back with the rodeo. We got girls softball. We got the World Series. And, uh, well, we're back in the garden with NHL playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, Game 5. Uh, uh, enough of that. Go back to go back to Rick. New look glasses. at those shades. New glasses, man. I got Dude. Some by way of France, Italian acrylic. <laughs> and the name of the color? Prince. That's the name of the color. That is awesome. Wow. Thank you, man. Wow. Time for some new shades, you know? Wow. Thanks, Rick. That's, wow. <laughs> See, now, if the people on the January 6th committee had that kind of flash and had Prince-colored uh, glasses, people would be tuned in. Yep. Would they? No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking okay. of which, uh, as uh, as G- as Gio was just showing us there, people are starting to file in. You know what? The, the way things are going to go tonight, we're going to kind of we're going to kind of keep an eye on this. We'll, we'll maybe we'll jump in and see what they're talking about. Um, but we're going to just try and do a show because you guys are here to watch us, not watch them. So we're going to do our best to uh, entertain you as best possible. Um, we're going to have news. We're going to have uh, Slick Rick doing sports. we got a bunch of great clips that we got to get to. But since we are talking about January 6th, let's get it kicked off with cut number seven. Here's Chris Carter talking about January 6th. G, go. Well, it begins today. The January 6th subcommittee's television hearings where they're going to try and convince the nation that Donald Trump was responsible for the uprising on January 6th and that anybody affiliated with his White House should be held accountable and they'll be engaging in lawfare from here on out. That's pretty much what they've said to the nation. We can see recently with what happened with Peter Navarro at the airport and the spectacle and even people going all the way back to some of the president's closest confidants like Steve Bannon. Chairman Thompson's faced intense criticism over his handling of the way that he's put together the subcommittee and how they've conducted themselves during this hearing. They've not even subpoenaed the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. This is basically like a breach of duty. And regardless of what you say, Washington has a history of sort of playing ball with each other. And the fact that there are no Republicans on this committee just illustrates to the American people how big of a sham that this committee actually is. They even have the former producer from Good Morning America in there today to help them plead their case to the American public and hopefully get some momentum to distract people from what are possibly going to be the most catastrophic midterms the Democrats have seen in decades. I'll continue to watch this for you in Washington. 
I'm Christopher Carter, Real America's Voice. <laughs> and Chris, we appreciate you taking one for the team there watching this because uh, we don't want to. You know, we thought we would have to watch this whole thing and kind of narrate it to you all night. And I, I said to Rick, uh, we need as many clips of like the like the of the tapes of like cops ushering people in and people screaming about actors. And we need oh. as much stuff as possible to get through this because it's such a to have it to listen to this would have been all day long. I was thinking about maybe if I just throw myself down the stairs, I can, I can get out of doing this again. <laughs> and, and, and when I get in today, Fran says, you know, no, no, no. The Zen master said he didn't want to put us through having, and, and you, the audience, through having to watch all of it. I was like, this is great. I'm so happy I'm here. And you didn't have to throw you down, yourself down a flight of stairs. And I didn't have to puncture a lung to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we're we're gonna pipe in, we're gonna check in, we're gonna keep keep abreast of it, and if anything pops that we think could be interesting, of course we'll uh, we'll make comment on it. Uh, but other than that, we're gonna do uh, you know live from Studio Six B. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here for you guys, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Is it Kevin McCarthy? No, Jim Banks. Jim Banks, Jim who Banks. we wanted to play. Uh, this is cut number nine, Jim Banks. I forget what state he's out of. He's a GOP guy Indiana. out of Indiana. Um, he had remarks about uh, what they're doing on the other network. Uh, check out those remarks here. I thank the leader. And as he said, the American people know that this select committee is already a fraud. Democrats aren't investigating January 6th. That's already very abundantly clear. As the leader said, they're trying to use this select committee as a Trojan horse to abolish the Electoral College, to intimidate President Trump's aides, to block him from ever appearing on the ballot again, and to prevent his supporters from participating in American democracy. Gas today in my hometown in Columbia City, Indiana, is $5.25 a gallon. But in Washington, the Democrats' top priority is an hour-long made-for-TV special attacking President Trump. Americans aren't buying it. Voters see that even after nearly two years of Joe Biden, the Democrats still refuse to lead. They refuse to take responsibility for the serious economic difficulties that they have created. And the Democrats refuse to help the American people and families who are hurting because of their policies. But the select committee is ignoring its most basic duty. The Democrats aren't asking the simple questions about what happened on January 6th. Before their investigation even started, Speaker Pelosi turned the select committee into an unprecedented sham. She blocked Jim Jordan and I for ser to serve on the select committee. It's never happened before in American history. And no speaker in history has ever done something as partisan as that as what Speaker Pelosi has done. But why does she do it? She did it because she's afraid. Speaker Pelosi doesn't really want a real investigation into January 6th. That's why her sergeant at arms refused to cooperate with a bipartisan Senate uh, committee investigation. She was afraid of what they would uncover. But House Republicans continued to conduct our own ad hoc investigation into January 6th. Our goal is to answer the questions that this select committee is ignoring. Questions that you're not going to hear about on the primetime special tonight. 
questions that must be answered to keep Congress and the Capitol Police officers safe in the future. And here are the questions that you should be demanding answers from, from the select committee members as well. First of all, how is it possible that the Capitol Police, we now know, was half-staffed because of COVID on January 6th? Second, why were our officers under-equipped on that day? Why were some officers forced to face down a riot without helmets or expired equipment? Why were the Capitol Police officers never trained to handle a riot, even after all of the riots that were ongoing in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital in the summer of 2020? Did Speaker Pelosi communicate with the House Sergeant at Arms on January 6th or in the days leading up to the riot? Why didn't the Capitol Police's intelligence unit raise the alarm about potential violence when they had intelligence going back weeks before January 6th that told them that something was going to happen? Why did the FBI deploy commandos to Quantico on January 3rd with shoot-to-kill authority but fail to send the United States Capitol Police a single threat assessment or intelligence bulletin? Was Speaker Pelosi involved in the decision to delay National Guard assistance on January 6th? Yep. Those are serious and real questions that this committee, committee refuses to even ask. Speaker Pelosi doesn't want to answer those questions because she knows that the answers to those questions leave a trail of breadcrumbs right back to her office, underscoring her negligence, her lack of leadership as the Speaker of the House. Those are serious questions that we will continue to dig into. Our report will be coming and it will be finished in the weeks to come. And we will present to you serious issues and recommendations of what Congress and the next Speaker of the House can do to provide better leadership and secure the United States Capitol so that something like January 6th never happens again. With that, thank you. I yield to Whip Scalise. All right. Do you want to cut over to... Uh... There you have it, Jim Banks. Yeah, I mean, look, this is what they need. They need a committee to do it, but really what we need is more open debate with, let's have some transparency. Where, just where where are the videos, the 14,000 hours of video available for the public? Make, yeah. that, make that public record. That's our, we, we paid for those videos. It's our taxpayer money. Give it to us. If, they were, if there's an endless amount of evidence that there was all kinds of contact between intelligence, the FBI, and the people on the ground who were going into the building. How come they didn't stop them right then and there? If they were actually giving play-by-play to FBI agents on the ground who had infiltrated, why didn't they just stop them right then and there? Those are good questions. Is it possible they wanted this big dog and pony show to happen? Is it possible the people who were dressing up as uh, as MAGA lovers, is it possible that the video will show thousands and thousands of regular people saying, don't do this? And is it possible that the, it'll uh, some of that video will also show a coordinated effort to let people in these buildings? How about the, the video building? we showed and, and, here back when with the cop saying, wait one second. All right, ready, go now. Right. And then he starts running up the stairs, acting like he's afraid. Meanwhile, yeah. they were all on cue. And then they, they were all silent, standing around. And he says, go. And now they all start running up the stairs and make a scene. Right. Making a rattling and yelling. And Well, how about the, 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 yeah. uh, the people, you know, saying these are crisis actors. They're acting. They're talking to each other. They're, they're talking script. There's like 20 different videos of people saying they're actors. Yeah. 
You know? And you know what? That'd be great. Those are great questions. Another great question is, hey, what about that bomber? You know, the guy who left the bomb in front of the RNC right. and the DNC the night of, uh, night before or the morning of January 6th. They have him on video. They have him using a cell phone. They can track him because of all those cameras that have picked up those thousands of hours. You can just kind of track some. That's how they caught the Sarnarev, uh, the Sarnarev brothers, the Boston bomber guys, because right. they, they kind of tracked them. Hey, grab that video from Starbucks over there. Now they picked them up over here. You know what I mean? How they pieced it together. It's amazing. You know, you know who could probably do a good job with that? Hey, here's a question. Um, do you know who Greg Phillips is? He's really good at tracking people based on data. From yeah. phones. You should talk to him. Have you talked to him? Have you asked him, hey, could you help us find this uh, this bomber guy? We're having trouble. We seem to find anybody else who may have been in the vicinity of a certain zip code uh, you know, or, or D.C., but we can't find this I make this a right on a red and they nail me. Exactly. Come on. It's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> you know, like, of course. I rolled through a right on red and at three in the morning there's no one around. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting paid. I'm getting a fifty dollar ticket and a hundred and thirty three dollars service fee to go with it. You, you seen the tickets? It's like seventy five dollar ticket, one thirty three admin fee. What? Next time, offer to do the administration stuff. It'll exactly. save you some money. Bust, All right, I'll we're off to a start rocks. on a Thursday night. Um, don't drive with Paul. He might get you a ticket. Uh, We'll be back live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It's a Thursday night. Damon is off tonight. He'll be back tomorrow to kick off the weekend. In the meantime, Paul is here doing news. Slick Rick with his uh, purple, I'm sorry about, I got the color wrong, the Prince color uh, glasses you got, which look awesome. Thanks, man. um, Is going to be doing sports. We'll do that in just a moment. But as we were in break, this exciting must-see TV event that's happening down in Congress for the January 6th committee has been raging away. First off, Mr. Thompson was speaking, just droning on and on, putting people to sleep. And now the incomparable Miss Cheney from Wyoming is speaking. Let's let's go live, G. Refused for hours to do what his staff, his family and many of his other advisors begged him to do blah, blah, blah. immediately instruct his supporters to stand down um, and evacuate the Capitol. Tonight, um, you will see never-before-seen footage of the brutal attack on our ooh, Capitol. Ooh, never, never before-seen footage. Was that where Ray Epps is uh, talking to his boss at the yeah. FBI? No, hopefully. ...watching television in the dining room next to the Oval Office. You will hear audio wow. from the brave police officers battling for their lives This is some thrilling ours, television. This really is. I mean, this is this so is not ready for prime Donald time. Trump. I can't believe that the guy that they got to help put this thing together right. and put his name on this. This is terrible. This is not 8 o'clock material. Wasn't this a guy who, like, did, like, Temptation Island or something is doing this video? No, I'm only kidding. Right? <laughs> but, you know, I was at the dentist today, and uh, her voice has the whirring sound of the drill. So mm, uh, it's yes. bringing me back. Yes. To the uh, to the gas I, I took wow. today. <laughs> this is, but yeah, this is uh, this is this is on eight o'clock. It's all over the place. Prime time. 
and it's boring. And it's still going to get the lowest rating it's ever and got. It's, and, it's, and you know what it sounds like it's going to be, too? You know what it sounds like it's going to be? It's, it sounds like it's going to be like a, a congressional version of America's worst home videos, because that's all they're going to do. It's a clip show. Oh, we're going to show you things you've never seen before. Well, just Watch show this. them and stop droning on and on. How many hours is this thing? It's only supposed to be one, right? Yeah, is it one, guys? What, I say they go to one an hour and a half. half. They love all the primetime free co- commercial time for themselves, for their party. It's a big, giant infomercial. If you if you buy in and, and you vote Democrat, they send you a sham wow. Wow. They send you a, 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 what is that thing with a chop block? <laughs> slap chop. Slap chop. Oh, slap, slap chop is chop. awesome. I mean, I might vote Democrat for a free, free slap chop. Let, let, let's give her another few seconds, because I'm sure she's got something really great here. Available before January 6th, identified plans to, quote, I mean, all I hear is Charlie Brown's mother. Occupy I know. the Capitol. Oh, and take God. other steps. All right, you can blow her up for now. Thank you. Uh, she, cares, <laughs> she cares so much, right? Because she's, you know, her family has got so much right. humanity and heart. They, what, what, the Cheney family's what, murdered? What would you say? Hundred thousand innocent children, hundred thousand women, maybe a million. Who knows how many? How much blood is on that family's hands? Really, we're gonna believe this psycho? Yeah. The birth child of a psychopath. Amazing stuff. Wow, she is. Uh, again, this is this is what they call primetime entertainment. I say this is way better. It's called Slick Rick Sports. Down, 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 down. Let's take it over the Rick. See what's going on. Yep, MyPillow.com. Don't forget, Father's Day is a week from this Sunday, so you want to get those orders in for Dad. Get him some new sheets. Get him a robe. Good stuff. Slippers, great. MyPillow.com. And support a great patriot in Mike Lindell. And speaking of slap chop, let's go right to the NHL playoffs, boys. The Rangers (laughs) in a familiar spot. Back home after two road losses. AP report the New York Rangers have been in a similar position before in this postseason, looking to reverse the momentum back home after dropping two games on the road. In the first round against Pittsburgh, they return home after trailing uh, 3-1 in the series hole and won three to advance in the second round. They were down 2 nothing and won four of the next five to move on. Now they come back to New York, tied 2-2. They're in the garden, just underway. No score at the last check. Um, yep, still 0-0. And of course the Tampa Lightning looking to win their third straight Stanley Cup and defend it. So we'll see what happens. We will keep you updated on that. And uh, well, equally as important tonight, we have the Women's College World Series going on in Oklahoma City. It's Oklahoma and Texas. Right now, Texas has got out to Two nothing lead, and they're going to need to win tonight if they want to move this into a third game. Because right now, uh, Oklahoma is looking to close it out as the number one seed in college softball. Last night they won sixteen to one, boys. I mean, the uh, Sooners set a world college, uh, a World Series college record home with six home runs to take down Texas six. 16- to one, uh, just an incredible game. Don't forget, Jocelyn Allo hit two home runs. That's the young lady I reported on last night. She has 120 home runs in her collegiate career, which is an all. Is that a lot? That's all, Paul. That's, I'm just kidding. Nobody's ever done it before. Is that good? Unbelievable. <laughs> so, like I said, we'll keep an eye on that game too, <laughs> underway. And uh, we'll, Texas want to try to make a series out of it. We'll see what happens. And we got the RBC Canadian Open today. Uh, St. George's Golf Club in Etobicoke, Ontario. Hope I got that right. Uh, Etobicoke. 
Edibacoke, Ontario. Yep, in Canada, Paul. Eight and a half, $8.7 million prize. Right now, first round, Wyndham Clark shot a seven under 63 today for first. Matthew Fitzpatrick followed him with a six under. And then uh, we have uh, Harold Vaughn had a five under today. So we'll be tracking that. Uh, in the next segment, Rick, I'm going to talk a little bit about the PGA Tour suspending some of the live golf participants. So PGA oh, taking action ooh. now. So it's going to get a little fiery. And that's a wrap in sports. Back to you guys. Sounds like somebody drew a line in the sand over there with the PGA, huh? And how. Yep. And they drew it with a wedge. They did. See see what I did there? I I tried to do it. Very impressive. Very impressive. Paul, Um, Paul, is is there any news you want to hit? Well, the front page of the Post, you know, the hard-hitting New York Post. (laughs) um, The front page story is, he's toxic. Britney Spears' ex-husband, Jason Alexander, attempts to crash the singer's wedding, and there's a picture of some... Security guy beating the daylights out of a <laughs> looks like some kind. I don't know. Some must have been an ex. I thought Jason Alexander was the guy from you know yeah. George Costanza. He, he, I didn't know he married uh, Britney Spears. So. And he looks like he lost weight and grew hair. Yeah, it, th- it could be a different guy. I'm not sure. It could be. Um, a teen was beaten to near death. In a high school incident involving water guns, a 17-year-old Ohio boy was found beaten uh, to death outside LeBron James founded high school after he apparently uh, drove around with his friends uh, and shot water gun at people. Um, Ethan Liming was found Thursday in a parking lot near the basketball courts of Promise School in Akron. He reportedly died from a blunt force head trauma. Um, Ethan was everything. He was a good boy. He was smart. Um, he loved life. He loved living life. He wanted to be friends with everybody. A devastated mother, Jennifer Liming, had said, Ethan didn't see color. He saw hearts. He was such a good person. Um, so uh, they said the, uh, the four pals ran into another, uh, another group, three young males and a female, before the altercation started as, as horseplay and escalated. So uh, the kid was just going around uh, with a water gun, and it was clearly a toy, and... I guess if, if there's ever an excuse uh, for violence, uh, this was clearly uh, this was clearly that. Yeah, you know? it sounds like it. You know what? And, and there's so much of that going on these days. It gets kind of ridiculous when you see, you know, because I was just perusing, you know, some some websites as well, and you see, you know, all the things that it, it's amazing. People pushing people off of subway uh, subway platforms. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a, another guy who was who took a knockout punch. Uh, a, a man, 61 years old in New York City, I guess a few days ago, somebody just kind of, yeah, May well, the 25th. A, that's one of the initiations to like low-level gang members. If you could just cold clock and try to kill someone with one clean shot when they're unsuspecting right to the jaw, that's that's like one of the things that, um, you know, local gangs, especially, uh, you know, well, I don't want to get into which gang, but like they, it's just a part of the initiation. And then if you want to make it up the food chain, obviously you have to stab someone to death and you know, and you know, and it, it's uh, it's where they 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 get their loyalty, right, Rick? Right. I mean, it's a very important. Um, I don't know. Admit you're good at what you do. I it's guess. just you know, it, it's just I feel bad for people out there, especially you know this guy's family. Sixty one. He's sixty one. He's walking down the street. Somebody just hauls off and hits him for no reason. Man. And now the guy is dead for no reason. Sin. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's check in real quick. Is Liz Cheney still talking? You don't have to put the audio up. I just want to see. No, it's it's Ivanka Trump now. Oh no. my goodness. All right. Uh, well, we good. gotta go to break. So it's good. But man, they've got the big sign up there. They got the big screen. I'm sure it's 
It's almost what? It's it's almost half over now? All right. We'll check in with it, see what else is going on there. In the meantime, stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll be back. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. Paul Nolan here with News Slick Rick and his uh, purple-colored, uh, just co- I guess they're just purple-colored glass. I still can't get over. Those things are awesome. They're I mean, crazy, right? you, you really look like Elton John's agent right now. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. It's, this I, is crazy. He's, he's got sports. And I honestly think I can get away with that suit. I think I could wear that. Yes, you, Mr. Nolan, you could definitely you could wear probably, this suit. You could probably full wear suit. those glasses. Pants too. and all. I don't think I, I, I can't do the shoes and I can't do the glasses. Oh, the shoes, no. No way. No. No way. If shoes I could wear that with a pair of sneakers, we don't want, you know... Yeah, nice T-shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, get away if, with it. if if you were like confronted with a gigantic cockroach in a corner of a room, oh then God. I'd say grab <laughs> the shoe, roach with that, put the shoe on, and then you can you can you know take care of it. <laughs> okay, you scared the daylights out of me, there, Delgado. I don't know where you were going with that. It's not that kind of audience. I'm saying somebody just said he looks like Ant Man. <laughs> Ant Man, I, I love. love. By the way, if anyone knows Paul Rudd, I want him to come to my next birthday party. He seems like such a nice guy. <laughs> He's a cut up. All right. So, uh, hey, what's going on in uh, in Congress there, G? Anything interesting? Oh, oh my she, goodness. She loves the camera. Oh, my goodness. How do, how do you put Liz Cheney back on TV? She is uh, what they'd call kryptonite. If nothing makes you change the channel quicker than, than Liz oh Cheney, God. then it would be Mike Pence. Um, all right, that's enough of that. Hey, um, we did have... Uh, <laughs> we had a roll for eight seconds. That's so great. Uh, Kevin McCarthy had some some things to say about uh, the hearings that were, were, were witnessing. Well, somebody's witnessing. Uh, I'm not sure who's actually watching this nonsense. But uh, let's go to cut number eight. G, go. Speaker Pelosi's select committee on January 6th is unlike any other committee in American history. Yes, we know. In fact, it is the most political and least legitimate committee in American history. Yep. You could say corrupt. Say corrupt. It has used congressional subpoenas to attack Republicans, violate yeah. due process, and infringe on the political speech Navarro and private others. citizens. It has actually been caught altering evidence, including the text messages of our ranking member Jim Jordan. It has permanently damaged the House and divided this country. And let's be honest, it is a smokescreen for Democrats to push their radical agenda. You read it in just an Axios just this week. The battles internally, because what do they want to do? They want to federalize the elections. And they're talking about their real outcome of what they want to achieve, abolish the Electoral College. Think about All how easy it would be to rig an election without the Electoral College. Really, what is affecting the American people. The highest inflation in more than 40 years. Record high gas prices. Doubled since President Biden has taken office. Lack of baby formula. Unsecure border. Fentanyl coming across. Now the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. 
to you can pause it right there, G, because see now that's a performance, right? He's pausing. He's looking around. Yeah. He's not like Liz Cheney who just kind of sits there and, and kind of drones on and on. At least Kevin McCarthy is, you know, you know, uh, pausing for effect. He gives you the pregnant pause. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't sure break a... that fourth wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the drama. I mean, this this theater, this drama. If you if, if anyone has any hope that this guy's going to do anything, it's... Yeah. I don't know, man. Another, uh, the, just another one of these... Just I'll say just enough to give some controlled opposition. I'll give just enough to keep my blinded constituents who wear the red team jersey um, proudly, no matter what something in red with the big R says. And, you know, let me give them just enough ear candy to let them know that I'm not completely wasting every dollar they have. You know, and then they, and then of, of course, it's, he's like, you know, he'll go to Nancy later and, hey, have a martini with her and say, I did my job. Give me that envelope under the table. You know, right. it's just all. I don't know. I don't buy any of it. It, it, it. It's all kind of, again, it's all nonsense, but it's also a distraction. It's a distraction from the things that we should be paying attention to, like the inflation, like the overt lawlessness of marching in front of a Supreme Court justice's home. After he was threatened the plot to kill. Exactly. Unbelievable. And, and to see people continue to do it. And and no one, no no one in law enforcement stepping up and immediately grabbing these people, throwing them to the ground because they are violating federal law and putting them in cuffs and taking them away. They should all have been corralled and put in a paddy wagon and driven away. Cut number, uh, what is that, 11. Let's go with that, G. Let's listen to this uh, Rhodes Scholar. I was wondering uh, what the status of the Senate bill to protect... Look at her. Her face is frozen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Right. We had... uh, Well, the justices are protected, as you all know. How can you say that the justices are protected when there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life? She is just disgusting. Come on. the justices are protected, but there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life. It's protected. The justice are protected. This issue is not about the justice. God, she about, looks dead it's already. About yeah. staff and, and the rest. Look at those the black eyes. Like a doll's eye. They roll back. But this is about the security for the justices. An armed man showed up. The 10, I'll find you, Shark. The 20, I'll kill you. Look at those shark eyes for real. Yeah. Because that's what we can pass. Look at this. Look at this with the hands on the floor. Yes, people are in danger, dummy. Especially if they're on the road when your husband is. Uh, Drunken drunker. I can't believe. Just, just play the first five seconds. Look at her face. Must look, at her fa- look at her. She's uh, frozen. <laughs> that looks like a shock pull. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then she, well, like, the, the synapses kick in, and she's like, right, oh, we oh had, you're talking uh, to me. Uh, 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 they're secure. Was that stuff adrenochrome? What is she, like, by, by the gallon <laughs> to keep herself going? God almighty. It's nitroglycerin. <laughs> Just amazing. Oh, and, and, just go away. You know, and, and meanwhile... Meanwhile, these people are still doing it. They're still protesting. They're still violating the law, and and nothing gets done. As you can see, you know, 
There could be two tiers of justice in this country. I don't know. We're told that the justice is blind, but it doesn't look that way, does it? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting any of that. <laughs> this is, you know. Yeah, the select committee is about selective justice, and it's like it, he, it really is right. It's yeah. it's really about federalizing an election. It's about distracting from a lousy economy. It's about get, keeping Trump off the ballot going forward. This is a, this is all just a scam. It's a ruse. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery <laughs> of a ra- travesty. Yeah, and, and this is what tyrants do, right? <laughs> This is uh, they they they've weaponized the intelligence community. They've weaponized the the FBI. I mean, this is insanity. What they did to Navarro. I mean, they, he already had discussions with. Him. If you guys want to bring me in, I'm available. I'll just yeah. come in anytime you want. But you have to put on a show on a plane, then strip search, then jail, then solitary. The whole thing is just a, an intimidation tactic. It's Gestapo like tactics. It's insanity. And you know what? I take it even further than that. It's less than that, I think, because, you know, I don't think you're going to intimidate Navarro. I think he kind of knew they were going to pull this crap. Yeah. Right. But it's more for them to get pictures. They want video. They want to run it on the news. They want to sensationalize it. They want to put it up there and be like, look, we got one of the bad guys. Yeah, wrap-up smear-ish. Right. They can keep exactly. on pumping it out. It's the next little shiny object, you know, for, for 48 hours of just... Just froth up their base. Yeah, and then to go along with that, talking about two levels of justice and whether we live in a free society or not. Hey, you remember that disinformation governance board? Yeah, how's that doing? Uh, well, it turns out, thanks to uh, Senators Charles, uh, Chuck Grassley and Josh Hawley, that uh, details of an alleged planned censorship by the now defunct disinformation governance board was exposed. In a letter uh, June 7th addressed to Mayorkas, the DHS director, the senators asked for a closer examination of the department's plans to execute directives of the DGB. The senators exposed documents that were provided by whistleblowers tied to the board's existence. Whoops. They pointed out um, the most disturbing part in the letter is the revelation. Check this out. That the disinformation governance board... (laughs) had made plans to meet with social media giant Twitter to discuss censorship and controlled speech of, wait for it, opposing points of view. Well, good for them. They are ambitious, aren't they? They used to be, and they probably are still working at it. The department is working on plans to operationalize its relationships with private social media companies to implement its public policy goals. So basically, what the federal government was doing with this disinformation governance board, basically what they were trying to do was the the old end around. You know, we can't do, you know, as a government, we can't censor your free speech. But we can go to our buddies over here at Twitter and be like, hey, Twitter guy. Oh, you're a um, private company. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll it would, it we'll, would be we'll, wonderful if you could do this for us. We'll do something. You know what? It's forty million dollars in, uh, you know, in, you know, in, it's crazy. Yeah, it's you, so, you, you scratch my back, Twitter. I'll scratch yours. And that's exactly how it all works. It's the, it's the crony corporatism. It's this sham that then they call it capitalism and get the lefties frothed up again. That the the socialists frothed up because. This is not, it's not, it looks nothing like what a free market or capitalism looks like. It's about just endless corporatism. It's government paying off, you know, um, you know, 
you know, it, it's just it's it's uh, it's the same old gar. I gotta watch my life. It's the same old <laughs> garbage that we constantly see. Yeah. Corporate welfare, do favors, follow uh, an objective, get it in line with BlackRock, get it in line with State Street, get it in line with Wall Street, and then you have the constant the the our team Wall Street, you know. Like blah blah blah, bloated tough guys, and then you got the socialists, and the, you know, and he, at the whole time, it still just keeps it divided, and and if and it just it, it drives the agenda of the elite up and 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 over the top. Yeah, and and the scary part is is now that the government has been so um, weaponized and corrupted in so many different ways that they're able to control you know, big business and, and big corporations and say, hey, you're going to do this for us. And they're going to be like, oh, OK, I guess we're going to do it because we don't want, uh, you know, we need that, uh, that that stuff. Yeah, they just synergistically work together. Right. And and it's starting it feels to me, it's starting to feel to me like the corporations are way more powerful now yeah. than than the governments, where it used to be the governments would be like, all right, Microsoft, we're going to we're going to let you do this. We're going to help you with that. And now it just feels like these monstrosities of, you know, on a global level of. And that's, you know, and that's where the UN and all these governing global bodies come into play. And, you know, how are we going to lose? We're going to lose autonomy over our medical decisions from the World Health Organization. I mean, seriously, the UN is going to be able to kind of make rules about what waters we can fish. And, you know, there's just so yeah. many, you know, there's just so many things that are all connected to this ESG. You know, Not good. It's, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, the, these are the new rules we're going to live by and now have at it. Do the best you yeah. can, you know, and, and they screw over the people. And by the way, uh, we're not going to follow the Constitution because uh, that gets in the way of us doing what we want, and uh, we can't have you people being free. So, again, your success is a threat to them because with success comes freedom, and they don't like that. All right, we'll take a quick break. Hey, is Liz Cheney still talking? Of course oh, she is. Man. Is she? The ultimate drone. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Because, man, she is... Oh, my goodness. It's like a wind-up doll that can pull her own string. She just won't stop. All right, we'll be back. Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Studio 6B on Real America's Voices Thursday night. If you're on the uh, the Getter chat, a lot of funny stuff. You gotta funny say, stuff in here. <laughs> I love the name. My pillow smells funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is funny, man. And just just to acknowledge, my pillow smells funny. Um, Frankenberry's got sports. <laughs> yes, Frankenberry. I got this right out of the box. Frankenberry. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Funny, well, let's funny, get it right into it, funny. guys. Just Update. So funny. NHL playoffs right now. Eastern Conference Finals in the Garden up in New York over here. Uh, zero, zero, three and a half minutes to go in the first. Uh, Paul's been watching the game a little. He told me they're hitting a lot of posts. Tampa's hit more posts than the Pony Express back in the day. So that's looking good. And uh, we have the uh, College World Series, Women's World Series, Texas. 2 nothing over Dennis Oklahoma. Over there? That is still holding on. And end of three innings. So we will keep an eye on that as well. Texas looking to even up the series. Hey, guys, quit horsing around. I want to get to the rodeo. Here we go. <laughs> Woodward Elks Rodeo. Here we go. They're waiting for the rodeo. Woodward, Woodward Oklahoma. We love Oklahoma. Crystal Beach Arena. Bareback riding pole. Come on. That's your specialty. Garrett Shad Bolt. 84 and a half points on Butler and Sons Rodeo. Boomerang. The rails fall off. There we go. It's not here. Steer. 
wrestling leaders. Clay, little kids. Clayton Haas and Jesse Kaza, 4.4 seconds. That's a good score. Uh, team Roping, Lightning Aguilera. We love Lightning. And uh, Colby Payne, 4.3 seconds. Lightning Aguilera is, is unbelievable. One of the best ropers. And Saddle Bronc riding Weston Patterson, 83.5 points on Butler and Sun Rodeos. Ridge Walker. Tie-down Roping, boys. Reed Zaplak, 8.8 seconds. And Barrel Racing, Sadie Wolliver, 17 point 13 tenths of a second. She's great, too. And uh, steer roping, first round, Ryan Wilberg, 9.9 seconds. Total payoff on this rodeo, 145,000 big ones, boys. And last night, NBA, uh, Celtics beat the Warriors, 116-100. Take 2-1 to one lead in NBA Finals. Uh, I don't know, Gio, you may want to put up the odds makers. I think I lost last night. I lost to, I'm, I'm down 2,500. Gio may not have gotten that yet. Oh, he got Gio's on top of it. I yeah. should know better. Up, oh, big D's up 2,500. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to try to even that up tomorrow night. But uh, throughout the postseason, <laughs> <Picture of> <laughs> <laughs> it's got to update my glasses, though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Team's face in that I know. Picture. Yeah, a few times we get to see him smile. Uh, anyway, uh, Jalen Brown scored 27 points. Jason Tatum added 26, and the Celtics rode the energy of a raucous TD crowd. And uh, obviously, that was a great win last night, 116-100. Uh, Steph Curry got hurt, but uh, understand he's going to play in Game Four. And Celtics are up two to one. They're looking good. I'll tell you, Boston's yeah, going to go what? crazy. It's it, that's a surprise. Uh, yeah. That's a real surprise. They came out of nowhere. Cuz uh because they went up they had an early lead I think 18 points at one point and then in the third quarter they the collapsed. Warriors came storming back. Cut they it to quit. four. They, they cut it to four. No, they took the lead. Yeah, at one point yeah. They, they had, had a lead. Yeah, like two or three points at one point and then all of a sudden it's almost like like you said Rick last night it's it's a game of runs. And they had their run, but then Boston had another run in them, and boom, they put the game away. It was, the, it was crazy. The Warriors only had 11 points in the fourth quarter, which is the third fewest in finals game history. So they really collapsed yeah, the, at the end. Like that. And that's a wrap in sports. Back to you, Rick. All right. Thank you, uh, Frank and Barry. We appreciate it. We'll do some more <laughs> sports in a little bit. In the meantime, Paul, is there anything that's grabbing your attention? Uh, you know, I just uh, the uh, story we were talking about before, I did want to just, um, you know, just touch on the uh, – the ki- the thing with the kids. I mean, we, you know what? I, never mind. You know what? I, I might go too far with that one. I, I'd rather. I probably shouldn't. But you know, I just. Um, it apparently there was a lot of there was a race was an issue in that one. Okay. Um, so I uh, I'm gonna leave it alone. But it it's just really is sad how the the media does everything in its power to um, you know use what works for them and and what doesn't. And oh, it's yeah. uh, extremely frustrating. It's sad. It's. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm going to leave it alone. But it's uh, all about weaponizing what they can to use uh, to tell a story, not 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 necessarily the, the truth. They don't want to tell the truth because that would be going against the narrative. But they want to uh, push push their own story. Well, so what's that, G? Oh, you want to go? You want to go check out? Yeah, uh, good, and, I'll, and I'll get back to this fourteen-year-old boy being mugged in, by in gunpoint in right. broad daylight. So let, let's, let's check in with the uh, the big show, the big happenings down well, in Congress. Yeah, let's let's uh, see uh, their uh, propaganda. Film. Yeah, let's see what they're doing here. Ah, well, see, see now they're smart. They're like, we need we need viewers, we need people that actually want to watch these things. So they put President Trump up. Yeah. People, people protesting part of their rights as American citizens. 
safely. Oh, look at that. Proud boy. Joe Biggs. He's in jail awaiting trial. We're going to stand up for the good of our Constitution and for the good of our country. And if you're not, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. I will tell you right now. All right, you, you can cut away there, G. I, th I think, I think uh, that, that speaks volumes. He, he's talking about standing up for the good of your country. You know what? Tell I me mean, where the negative is there. Yeah, well, I mean, and, you know, he, when you really listen to the whole thing in context, you can see it's so much of it is just, you know, just completely overblown. Uh, to me, yep. I, when I remember when this was happening, I, I'm, I, I just, I, when you know how the game is played, you know exactly what's going on. I still don't understand why at that point Trump didn't know that there'd be agent provocateurs there, how he didn't know that there would be all kinds of, you know, people and, you know, looking to turn this to something it isn't, you know, and to me, it, it, I think it was easily diffused. If he says, I ask everybody here to not go to the Capitol, stay here, and let's sing God Bless America, stay here, and anybody who goes there now, we'll, we'll, we can weed out the, 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 the scammers and the filth and, the, and, and, and send them off on their own. But meanwhile, there are a bunch of goofy dolts who just followed the, the mob and you know, just got frothed up in it because they're dumb. And it's, you know, the whole thing is just a disaster. It, kill, it just you know, it hurts the whole cause. Yeah, it definitely does. And again, you know, you made a good point. Um, you know, you know, Trump had his mistakes for this day, man. In my opinion, I mean, this this is uh, he could have he could have really exposed all those people getting off buses, putting on their MAGA stuff, saying, "Oh, I feel dirty wearing this." Remember all the right. video we showed yep. of of uh, Antifa guys bust in and all the people saying, "I just saw a busload of idiots coming off, you know, and and putting on MAGA gear." And they didn't look like they were yeah. Trump fans. I mean, they, we saw all, all of that stuff. All brand new hats. They didn't know how to wear the stuff correctly. And I was like, oh. Uh, backwards. It, it's, just, it's just an amazing thing. But meanwhile, they're there with their black backpacks. Their, their the earpieces ear are right. in. And then, but then there were those goofy morons walking through like, hey, I'm on a field trip. Hey, Ma, let's come through. And those morons, you know, they're part of the problem. Yep. You know, with all due respect, I mean, you got to be smarter than that. You know what? And. and I I hear what you're saying, and another part of me thinks, you know, maybe. maybe see uh, the plexiglass, though. It's just I've seen video that shows that that's not the glass is even different than what you'd find in the rest of it. Like right. breakaway, like it's just so many fishy things. Jeez. And I, again, I got my tinfoil hat right now, but I think so much of what we saw was stage BS. Yeah, I think so too. All right, you can cut away, G. Proud Boys. Look, the, by the way, the Proud Boys. Did you ever hear of the Proud Boys a year before? No, no. I mean, do you know how small a group it was? Like it was a non-existent group. And did you know, like the head of the Proud Boys, like a a very dark-skinned guy, and there's a lot of evidence that I forgot his name. But there's a lot of evidence that he's been, you know, connected to intelligence agencies for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit. Ooh. Ooh, Back I to the rodeo. That. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, yeah, Wait, he was. Uh, Fran, are you saying something? I said I don't have a beep, so don't do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, his name, the leader of the Proud Boys, his name is Tario. Yeah, uh, I think he's a black guy. He's half black and half Hispanic. Okay, and, uh, uh, and it's so crazy because just the other day, just before this happened, it's crazy. You wouldn't believe what happened. They charged him with seditious conspiracy. Ah, well. Can you believe that? Yep. Like, like, 
the timing is just amazing. Let the people out of January 6th. Let us see their faces. Let, let's help yeah. these people. I mean, get them out. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. That's our number one. Definitely better TV than what Congress can put together. I mean, these people are striking out like crazy. Liz Cheney? <laughs> oh. Oh. 30 seconds is enough for me to change the channel with Liz Cheney. She stinks. All right. We don't, though. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night. If you're just joining us, Damon is off tonight. He'll be joining us, of course, tomorrow, Friday, to kick off the weekend. In the meantime, Paul Nolan is here with News. Slick Rick uh, Amarati's here with Sports. We'll be doing some of that in just a little bit. Uh, we've been covering what they're doing down in D.C. at the January 6th big TV production event. <sighs> That no one is probably watching because it's boring. And Liz Cheney is your female lead. <sighs> she stinks. Um, then you had Mr. Thompson. That's, that's all his name. Like I'm like, who's that guy talking? Mr. Thompson. That's it. All right. Mr. Thompson. So you had those two. They've been playing clips. Now they're playing more clips. It's turning into uh, a bad version of America's Funniest Home Videos. The only thing missing is uh, dead Bob Saget. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he won't be there to, uh, make us laugh with that stuff. So if, uh, if you want to continue on, do you want to chime in and, and check out what they're doing more? No, we, we can't. can't. I think right. the audio is, uh, okay. There you go. All right. And it good. I don't want to watch it. I, you know, it's, I want to watch how the, I want to watch how the public swallows it. That's what I care about. Yeah. Because again, we just live in an information war and it's all BS. Well, I'm just, I'm just sick of it all. It's funny that you say it's funny uh, that you say how the public swallows it because we had an instance of just that from last night. If anybody and probably nobody did watch uh, Jimmy Kimmel, oh, um, <laughs> Joe Biden made an appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah, oh, because you know the highest epic. bidder got him on <laughs> as the infomercial because to get oh. his gun agenda and his abortion agenda, and you know again, it's all just it's all just theater. It's all just it's all about just setting up sound bites, acting as if that. But you know, you guys know. I'm just so disgusted with it all. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure the fact that the guy who's producing this January sixth uh, debacle just so happens to be from ABC, the same network that has Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. But, no, they're not connected whatsoever. Not right. not at all. Brought to you by ABC <laughs> and the Disney Corporation. Yes, ex- exactly the Disney Corporation. Um, so we've got some clips from that. Let's just jump into it, shall we? Should we call each one of these clips uh, the extended crazy town? Or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually well. do it. We actually do have a crazy town, which we'll play a little later. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into clip. No, let's start with cut number one. G go. You said that we need to do something about this gun violence, particularly when it comes to our schools. And here we are, a couple years later. We're halfway through this year already. There have been what, 27 shootings at schools? 
I guess, I mean, just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? All right, let me, you let me pause it right there. Yeah. Why haven't we? Like, as if they're the ones who have cornered care, humanity, loving children, right? This is how they frame it. They give it to you in such a BS way that they're the party that, that will fix all these problems, and their solution is not going to fix the problems. You know, people, like, people with, with uh, concealed carry permits commit the least amount of crime in the world uh, per capita. To me, this whole thing is, is, is so nonsensical, just the way they frame it, just from Jump Street, that they have to do it. How many of these mass shootings happened in the previous administration, right? Wasn't it, you know, wasn't it way less? Yeah. You, you know, there's COVID, there's loneliness, there's isolation, there's mental health, there's teen suicide through the roof. How many of these things factor in, but they'll never talk about that. Right. And you know what? The, the funny thing is that they create the problem, right? But through their policies. And then they come riding in, as Ronald Reagan said, the nine most terrifying words in the English language. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got that. But you see how he framed it also, where, he's, where he says, there have been 27 school shootings. Have there? I didn't, I didn't know that number. You know why nobody really? knows that number? Because they don't publicize them that way. As a matter of fact, they don't even categorize them that way. What they do is they will consider something a school shooting. If somebody during an off hour on a weekend, if something happens in the parking lot of a school, they mark that as school. Shoot. It's almost like COVID. Right. You know, it's like, well, well, you know, yeah, the guy had a motorcycle accident and got decapitated, but he had COVID. So we're yeah, marking that as a COVID death. Yeah, with COVID. So that's what they do with the, that's how they gin up the numbers for school shootings. Anything that's in the vicinity of a school. Oh, it's uh, somebody got, yeah, got hurt at the track. Uh, somebody got assaulted uh, uh, at the, at the uh, running track near the football field. Oh, that's a school shooting. That's a, uh, okay. We marked that one down. You see how they, that's how they do it. Yeah. They categorize it, and then they start to play with the numbers. You know, like the book says, how to lie with statistics. All right, G, continue on. I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, look, this is not your father's Republican Party. This is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different, a, a very different Republican Party. And, this is uh, so. And so you find people who uh, are worried. I believe that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primary and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. It, it seems like maybe the party has moved hard right, but I don't know that the people have moved they hard have. right they because have. people is not overwhelmingly right. believe absurd. we should have serious background checks. They overwhelmingly. Look, all right, you can pause it there because but there already is that. The, exactly. There are already background checks. And serious ones. You ever try to... Everybody in this audience... I'm sure everybody in this audience has you know, tried to get a gun. You try to get a gun in New York, it is a battle. Oh, it yeah. takes hours. It's hours for, for, for a shotgun, you know, for an AR. It takes a while. It's not easy. Try to get a handgun in New York. It's, it borders on like impossible. Yeah, it's like impossible. an 18-month process if you're lucky. If you're a Boy Scout, you can get one in 18 months. Just amazing. All right, continue on. Jimmy, you may remember, the last time we did something serious about guns was when I passed the assault weapons ban. I was the guy that sponsored that, got it passed, limiting the number of bullets that could be in a magazine, whole background checks, 
a whole range of things. And we passed. And violent crime and gun crime dropped off. But it, I could only get it passed for 10 years. It had to be reauthorized. And when the first Bush administration came along, they didn't reauthorize it. We didn't have the votes. And so what happened was, all of a sudden, it came back. You could own assault weapons again. And guess what? Crime went up significantly. And all again, that is a lie. There a are lie. no numbers that support that. There's but meanwhile, no. he parrots the same lie because he doesn't get pushback. Yeah, that is a lie. Go. And I hope, for, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, I hope the Republicans are being well. a liar. Exactly. We've got to make sure that one. this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue of senator or candidate for House or Senate on what we're going to do on us with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe have 300 rounds in a magazine. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, <laughs> and pause. 300, pause. First things first, how much how much would that gun weigh if you had 300 round magazine and it'd be like, you'd be like, oh my God, get my gun. You know, right to the floor, like crashing that three hundred rounds. Is is that like a, is that like what, what that Schwarzenegger carries? Like <laughs> is that a Gatling right. gun yeah, from like exactly. you know an old western? <laughs> 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 Are you kidding me? That you had on the back of your stagecoach, three so you could crank it, <laughs> yeah, right. crank it up, so you could try and shoot everybody. Three hundred rounds. You see, he's lying. I'm so, I wish he would have said this is not hyperbole instead of not being facetious. You know, like <laughs> because it's definitely hyperbole and. It's 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 I can't believe he gets away with this. And now the audience like oh, 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 yeah, three hundred rounds, bad. Three hundred rounds. Three hundred round. Like, like he's got the the, the X but me, uh, you know, uh, of all bullets and it's all connected to the gun, so it just feeds it incessantly and you could just you could just kill everything. It, right. It, it, but in fairness, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a few buddy guys out there like my buddy Roger right now is like three hundred round magazine. I could <laughs> can I order that online that? on Amazon Prime and get it tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so there is a handful of fairness. Like you know, we got to be fair. Um, it's just more BS though. It's like Jesse Ventura trying to kill the uh, what, do you, what do you call it? I used to <laughs> the have a good predator. Job. You know, I ain't got time to bleed. Right? He mows down. Well, I'm just jungle. saying there is a uh, chance. <laughs> My goodness, go ahead, continue. What you say on those things is going to determine how I'm going to vote for you. It should be one of those issues. Can't you and, issue and, an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candles. again. Can I just pause <laughs> this again? I'm sorry, G. I hope I'm not annoying you, but he passed more executive orders in his first 100 days than, than right. Trump, than Obama. Uh, than ever, and most of Trump's that he did was undoing BS executive orders from Obama. Keep in mind, he 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 rolled back a bunch of BS, unconstitutional um, executive orders from from the Obama administration's reign on executive orders. So, let this is again more 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 infomercial framing it, lying, setting up questions. It's a joke. It's yeah. a this is a joke. You can continue, G. Isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, all, all the things that are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate <laughs> Trump's abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. And, and so, hold on, pause it there. Um, give us an example of that abuse of constitutional authority. And of course, again, you know, if, if Kimmel was 
don't know. Remotely genuine? Remotely smart or, or not such a hack. Not not such an easily bought and paid for uh, stooge. Yeah. He'd be like, okay, well, which one are you talking about? Because there had to be many. The way he, the way he throws it out there... Um, you know, destroying the Constitution the way the way he phrases it. There has to be many examples. Give us one, Joe. He can't do it because he knows he can't. He's lying again. Go ahead, G. Sorry. Look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Constitutional republic. Oh, yeah, not a joke. I, I understand that argument, it's but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and Watch won't this. follow he any of the rules. Himself, and yeah. how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you've got to send them to jail, uh, you know. Could you imagine if Trump made that joke? Just imagine for a second if he made that joke and how the, the hit squad on TV would have went haywire over that. He did make that joke. Trump Remember in the debate with Hillary? Oh, well, yeah, well. <laughs> but I'm you're, talking about that. She like, said, if I were president, you'd go to jail. <laughs> I mean, this like, uh, what is Kimmel saying there? I mean, in all honesty, what is he saying? That people won't play by the rules? You mean the Bill of Rights? How is that not playing by the rules? You don't have the right to take away our right to defend ourselves. Now, look, at the end of the day, if the government ever decided they want to do a full takeover, there's laser beams, battle space, and vaporize everyone... But let's let's be completely honest. This is all about defending you, you, yourself from, you know, from a government that is completely unhinged, like weaponizing its its, its you know its intelligence agencies, like weaponizing media, like you know executive orders. It, this is exactly what it, it's for. It's, yeah. These ARs are not for hunting. We know that they're for protecting your rights if sh- stuff hits the fan. Yeah, from a tyrannical government. <clears throat> That, that, that's why the Second Amendment was put in there. At no point does it say, so you can go hunting and kill whatever you want. No, it's, no. it's because they saw what happened. And this is what tyrannies do, or tyrants do. They try to disarm the population because it's a lot easier to control when yeah. they can't shoot back. Uh, keep as many weapons as possible, said no tyrant ever. <laughs> <laughs> From Studio 6B on Real America's Voice of a Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. Paul Nolan's here with news. Slick Rick has got some sports. And uh, we just finished playing uh, the first clip. We'll try to play some more in a little bit of Joe Biden on his uh, Jimmy Kimmel appearance. And uh, getting a lot of good feedback from it. Um, and one person pointed this out. Ultra right now says Biden and Kimmel lies only work if the public remains stupid. Mm. And the audience clapping was painful to hear. Yeah. yeah uh, you know what? They're, they're, that's that. Yeah, that's that 10, 15 percent. That still is, you know, they're like the uh, performing seals. Ooh, 
oh, whatever you say, because, you know, that's what Hollywood's telling us. And that's what we, we, we suck on the teat of, uh, you know, cult of personality. So whatever they say, that's that's who that is. Rick, I have a question. Do you think they vet who comes in, who they know are complete ideologues who got to clap and cheer? You think that like if they bring in a special audience for something like that? Because I got to believe they would. I would think, yeah, especially because it is the president, so you yeah. want to control yeah. every aspect. So right. I'm sure the Secret Service, you know, maybe it sounded, they had... It sounded like a small audience, yeah. right? It wasn't a huge no. roar of applause, And, and usually, right? usually those studios aren't that I've been big. to a few of them. I've been yeah. to the Carson show. I've been to Letterman a couple times as a kid. Um, so it isn't big. It was tiny compared to yeah. what I thought it would be when I got to them. But it, it seemed like it, it, maybe it was even half of that is what it felt like. You yeah, know, like and it, controlled. Was, it was probably by invitation because, again, you know, they know he's coming. It's a security issue. The Secret Service has to go through all these, all these, uh, you know, scenarios of, you know, what ifs. So you're saying Comey was in the front clapping? Was Probably. He with, like, with, with Hillary there and, and Barack and, <laughs> right. and the kids. And yeah, it was, it was probably just all their, you know, supporters, you know, the, it's L.A., it's Hollywood. I'm sure they have, they could throw a rock and hit 200 dumb liberals yeah. in yeah. one, with one rock. So I'm sure that the, it was easy to find people to f the seat fill. Yeah, the applause sign everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, it's like Rick. Yeah, I'd love to see Big D go to one of those. Put him right up front, the Big D yelling at him. <laughs> That'd be great. Heckling <laughs> him. It would be like a, an eclipse. There'd be no light would hit the stage <laughs> from that melon of his. <laughs> That'd be a good start with him on that camera. But uh, I got to tell Charging you. for two seats. Don't forget my pillow, mypillow.com. You got to get on my pillow. Great Father's Day gifts. Father's Day, 10 days away. Make sure you take care of dad. You know, the bar the bratwurst and the barbecue are nice, but get that something you can enjoy all year round. Some nice slippers, a couple of nice pillows, and some of those nice Giza sheets, right? And tell dad, look, I'm not saying you're a Giza, but I just got your Giza sheets from the best part of the world, right? So anyway. Good, Eagle Rodeo. Guys, let's get back to the rodeo. By the way, Tommy Viper was looking for the frisky chicken. Remember the frisky chicken, yeah. Rick, back in the day? I haven't seen him on the chitlet circuit. I haven't seen him around at all. So My maybe, man, Tommy maybe we'll see him again. <laughs> Shout yes. out to Tommy Boy. Tommy Viper. Yep. Uh, Eagle Rodeo. All right, here we go. Eagle Idaho, Eagle Rodeo Grounds, bareback riding leaders, Cooper Cook, 80 points on Western Rodeos, no angel. Steer wrestling, Dirk Tavener, 4.2 seconds. Dirk Tavener is another really good steer wrestler. Team roping leaders, Riley Miner and Brady Miner, the brothers, 4.7 seconds. Saddle bronc riding leaders, Martin Joyce, 78.5 points on Western Rodeos, sky high. Tie down roping, Reese Reimer, 7.6 seconds. And last but not least, barrel racing leader, Tacey Matthews, 17.10 seconds. Total payout on that rodeo, 98000 And we'll have more on that tomorrow night on Rick's Friday Night Rodeos. Uh, PGA oh. Tour suspends current future live golf participants, guys. This is from Victor Barbosa of Yardbark. Big news today in the golf world with the controversial Live Golf Series officially breaking ground today. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan made a significant announcement announcing all current and future participants. 17 golfers, some big names too. Dustin Johnson, uh, Matt Jones, Sergio Garcia, uh, Lee Westwood. We got a number of them that are going to be now suspended from the PGA. Really a shame. And I got to tell you, so Live Golf came out with their own statement and simply said, today's announcement by the PGA Tour is vindicative and it uh, deepens the uh, divide between the tour and its members. It's troubling that the tour, an organization dedicated to creating opportunities for golfers to play the game, is the entity blocking golfers from playing. This certainly is not the last word on this topic. The era of free agency is beginning as we are proud to have a full field of players joining us in London and beyond. Uh, the next round will take place early next month 
in Portland, Oregon. So uh, this is going to be very interesting to see it get mixed up a little bit. I know the USGA is kind of backpedaled a little bit and they haven't come out so hard, but PGA is, they're cutting these guys out. And let me tell you, when you start seeing names like Phil Mickelson dropping, you know, Louis Oosthuizen, DJ, you know, you got some Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau, from what I understand, is also really? going, to be going over there. You got Big names. I know they offered Tiger a billion and he passed, but you know, Tiger may rethink that, especially at the end of his career. Here. Rick, can I ask you a question? Yes. You know the PGA pretty well. Yeah. Um, is, is this a great opportunity for the USGA to now say, hey, anyone wants to go there, God bless, no problem. We're, we're here. You can play with both. And Absolutely. Can that, like, really? Because sure. the PGA, from what I understand, is pretty harsh and not generous enough to the current players. Um, they're like the old the boys ratings, club based on the revenue. They're like the old boys club at the country club. That's how they kind of operate yeah. the uh, PGA. Yeah, that's what Wait, I thought. USGA is a little bit more all-embracing, and I think it'll be good for them. And let's face it, there's nothing bigger than the Opens. That's really what people most interested catches the most, you know, press time for golf. So, but anyway, Rick, I took up enough time. Back to you. No, you know what? That that brings up a good point because, you know, uh, we were having this discussion last night when 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 it came up as well, and you know, Damon and I were talking about it w- w- with Rick. And, you know, I was, I'm of the mind. It's like, look, you know, if the guy wants, his job is to play golf. This guy's going to pay him a lot of money to play golf. This guy, not so much. Who do you want to play for? Yes. You play for that guy. Of course. Yeah. All right. Oh, but what about, what about, you know, uh, the Khashoggi and all that? Who cares about morality? And, and we're not talking about that. If you're talking about, if you're talking, if that's my job, politics and political landscape and getting involved in that respect, then then that's a different discussion. That's a different job. But if you're talking, hey, I'd like to play golf. Especially if you're a golfer who never says anything about policy or politics, right. you know? Right. If you're a guy who keeps your mouth shut and minds your own business, so to speak, you know, you're not standing on some moral high ground pulpit of BS. <laughs> like Rory McIlroy. hypocrite. <laughs> that moron. Right. Yeah. But, 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 and then you, you mentioned one thing there, uh, Rick. Um, when you said free agency, I'm like, ooh, that's something I haven't heard in golf because, like you said, the PGA is like the iron fist. It's yep. like, nope, it's our way or the highway. Yep. Well, guess what? Somebody just opened up a new highway, and it's brand spanking new. Uh, there's no tolls on it, and, man, you can go really fast. And it sounds like that's what these guys are offering with Liv. It's like, hey, you, you know, you – it doesn't sound like Liv is saying, you got to play with us. You can't go back to the PGA. They're just like, hey, we're going to do tournaments. You want to come play? Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Hey, right? guys, yeah. live and let live, right? Yeah. <laughs> they got it going, man. But, but free agency sounds like the best way to describe it. It's like, look, this, yeah. these guys are in business for themselves. So have at it. Who cares? It's golf. Yeah, man, that's how I that's how I see it. You know, and I mean, big escarole, boy, big escarole coming. You know, through, if yeah. someone's able, if someone's capable of creating a better product for better for the players, you know, hey, that's this is sh- another example of the shift in American greatness in American markets. If there's more money elsewhere, it's just, you know, there's a there's a little bit of a sign there. You know, yeah. You go to where the money is. I mean, let's face it. We're not talking about brain surgery because if we were, guess what? If somebody was offering you $130 million to uh, do brain surgery, you don't You'd think brain to... surgeons would line up and be like, I'll They might I'll... even go to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I just think it opens up um, that whole discussion, that, that, that phrase free agency. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's what these, the, the ball players, the baseball players have fought for, uh, the NFL players, the NBA player, they, they all want to have a say as to what they make and they want to pick where they go. This is the same thing as far as I'm concerned when it comes to golf, right? Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. 
Big oh. time. I just thought I just thought I chimed. Yeah, no, it's like I'm 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 in a full agreement with you. You know, it's again like I like last night. Um, you know, I had a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment early this morning, eight thirty in the morning, and you know, I uh, my son said, uh, are "You doing the show?" I said, uh, "Well, I'm I'm thinking about sitting out because I have to be up super early and I have a huge day. I was packing meetings." So I went to the movies based on Damon's recommendation, and it was finally the reason I went. It's because finally there was a movie that was, you know, pro-America. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like, you know, there was a time where I would watch movies that were over-the-top pro-America, where their propaganda was way too much. And, you know, and I, I, don't, I can't begin to tell you how much I enjoyed the nostalgia of it all. You know, and I can't. It was great. Like, it was the perfect amount of 80s cheese. And, um, you know, and it was just so pro-America. And it was American greatness. And it was masculinity which was celebrated uh, I, I think it's worth seeing yeah and and i he- heard you really like the uh volleyball scene <laughs> uh, uh, you know what jennifer connelly scene all right <laughs> live from studio 6b we're gonna call uh, we're gonna cool paul off we'll be back the <laughs> real america's voice thing from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us on a Thursday night. Yeah. Hey, G, real quick, is there anything still happening in, in D.C. or is that kind of done? Oh, oh. Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson. He looks like uh, he looks like Will Smith's dad in The Fresh yes, Prince. Yes, he does. Right? He does in The Fresh Prince. <laughs> Fresh Prince dad. <laughs> he does. Yeah, uncle. Uncle, uncle, yeah. uncle, what's his name? Yeah. That's pretty funny. It's Mr. Thompson. Whoever he is. Maybe that's just his stage name. That's his character name, Mr. Thompson. That's how he goes. <coughs> he goes by on TV. All right. It doesn't look like much is happening there. Probably uh, 12 people are watching. Ugh. <coughs> but let's get back to another show nobody watched. Uh, that would be Jimmy Kimmel with Joe Biden. <laughs> and I know Paul really enjoyed this. because yeah, it was uh, fun. Yeah. We both enjoyed it. Um, Let's start off with this one. Uh, this, is, this is Joe talking about a potential game-changer in terms of Supreme Court decisions. Cut number three, G. Go. Roe versus Wade. Boy, these things just keep coming at you, don't they? I mean, there's no... Oh, you have, you, you have not had an easier... What a terrible job you have. I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what a terrible job he does. I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, does this seem well, like a bad you know, gig. It's, uh, I think if there's... If the court overrules Roe v. Wade and does what is yeah. draft, what well, we fear they will. Well, yeah. if that occurs, I think we have to we have to legislate it. We have to make sure we pass legislation making it a, a law that is the federal government says this is how it works. Yet another situation where most of the country is on the same page. Something no, like sixty-four percent so of Americans so that's a lie. do not well, go want ahead. to Continue see Roe v. Wade overturned. And it's just going to be that's the beginning, not by the true way. Either. That's you know, there used to be a, a, a case called Connecticut versus Griswold. Right? Oh, I'm very familiar with it. Well, well you no, know, I'm not, I'm no, but all, but all kidding aside, is that from the National Lampoon Vacation yeah, movie? It is. <laughs> but Connecticut versus Griswold said that you could not use contraception in the privacy of your own bedroom, because in the Constitution there was no right to privacy. And so they could outlaw, and if you use contraception, it was against the law. You couldn't purchase contraception. And, you know, there's a whole range of things that are at stake here when we talk about eliminating 
Roe v. Wade and all its all, all the same-sex marriage. It. I mean, it's just ridiculous, in my view. And I don't pa think the country there for stand for it. Uh, 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 and where 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 does same-sex marriage fall into Roe v. Wade? Uh, I'm 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 still I'm still kind of trying to process that whole argument that oh my goodness if they overturn this they're coming for for gay marriage next N no um, yeah it's it's just another example of them trying to froth up the base and 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 the, and the manufacturing stuff you know the thing about that that data is you know the majority of people um, are against long-term abortions they are for limits when they hear the real rulings on this you know when you talk to people about you know what a fetus looks like at nine months at eight months at seven months you know yeah. and when people start to see um some of the egregious you know murders on hand you know they, they change their mind instantly and when they start when you talk to people on the street the majority of people will say that oh i didn't know that's what it meant i, right. I, I was misled yeah so exactly. there's a lot of BS going on here again. I mean, it's just really frustrating to watch because people will buy into it. Yeah, because they, they, they won't get past the headline. You know, yeah. they'll just read the headline and be like, all right, I know what's going on. And that, unfortunately, um, leaves you completely uneducated on the subject. Let's continue on, G. But I think what we're going to have to do, there's some executive orders I could employ I, we believe we're, we're looking at that right now, but I want to keep. I want to keep. Employing. But look, it's clear that if, in fact, the decision comes down the way it does, and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. They're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on. If some, if you, if they overrule where we wait in the state, what we wait? Oh, what, 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 was that Elma Fudd? What was that again? You got to keep it focused on. If some, if you, if they overrule where we wait in the state, <laughs> California, <laughs> <won't> <laughs> do it. other states say that you That's an cannot do moment. the following. It's, all, it's a law. You can't cross the border. You can't all all the things that some states have. And you got to make sure that you vote. You got to vote. Let people know exactly what the devil you think. Yeah. Well, we wait. That's what we, we, we wink. Well, Boy. we wait, Paul. Yeah, we'll be wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. I, uh, <laughs> you know what? It, it just gives us the opportunity now to go to crazy town. The congenital optimist is spreading the faith. Check this out. It's what we wait. I've only been president about a year and a half, but every time I walk in the room, everybody stands up, I think there may be a fire or something. Press, that was a joke. We believe in the incredible economic potential of the Americas. I know I do. We all do. I mean, it's, I, I just think the, the, the potential is unlimited. Everybody, the press always asks me, why am I so optimistic with the way things are? You know, just, uh, I, my wife often reminds me that, uh, I had a doctor who a long time ago who was saying when I had I had a, an aneurysm and he kept saying what? is it congenital what? or is it uh, environmental what he's talking and about? I said I don't care I just you just you get it done he said you know what your problem is senator so no he said you're a congenital optimist and uh, for all of you are essential to making <laughs> sure we get to this miss. place we have to get to. <laughs> it's time to put a nail in the Watch coffin in my view of trickle-down economics trickle it doesn't down work what are you it keeps in a, in a increasingly smaller and smaller world. It doesn't work. That's why I'm focused on driving economic policies 
that grow our economy from the bottom up and the middle out. Because quite frankly, when that works, everybody does well. And the wealthy do very, very well. No one gets hurt. No one gets hurt. COVID-19 pandemic triggered a global economic crisis that we're still digging out of. And now Putin's brutal, unprovoked war in Ukraine has created economic disruptions that are affecting the entire globe. And that's not hyperbole. And the question is not if we face another pandemic, it's when we face it and are we going to be prepared this time. So the economy of the future will increasingly belong to those who place a premium on resilience and reliability, who invest in innovation over over the long term and strengthen systems and supply chains now. The United States is prepared to put new capital in the Inter-American Development Bank's private sector lending arm, the IDB Invest, to help catalyze the flow of private capital into the region, especially to support startups, digital, connect- digital connectivity, <laughs> and renewable energy, and health. Stop. On managing safe and orderly migration as a shared responsibility to innovative and coordinative action to enforce our borders and stabilized migrant populations while seizing a shared opportunity for economic growth. We stand at an inflection point. I know you're tired of hearing me say this when I was running and I continue to say it every day. We're at an inflection point. More is going to change in the next 10 years than has changed in the last 30 years in the world. So I want to thank you all and I look forward to working with you and as uh, as my every time I'd walk out of my grandpa Finnegan's house and you Joey, keep the faith. And my grandmother would no Joey. Spread it. <laughs> what the hell Wait. was that? What? Wow. I look forward to working with you and uh as my grandpa Finnegan. Said, yeah. <laughs> Spread it. Said, Spread it, kid. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> pop pop, you're scaring me, pop pop. <laughs> Again. Holy cow, man! You know, Most you know what's funny is that is that we listen to the, this this blithering idiot talk, um, and you see him stutter and get stuck. He can't he can't like enunciate things. Um, it just makes me think of cut number five. Um, CNN actually did a report on this. Gee, go. So new reporting on messaging struggles within the White House. CNN's Isaac Devere reports, quote, being familiar never makes the feeling less dreadful. White House aides emailing each other during one of President Joe Biden's stops on the road, tracking who's covering what he's saying and which TV channels are taking the speech live and realizing a number of times that the answer was none. You are thinking, said one person familiar, why are we doing this? You know, you see, there is a massive exodus in his staff. The morale amongst his staff is, you know, just completely, they're completely demoralized. Their press staff because they can't stand the propaganda, the lies, the gaffes, the BS, the talking points. Uh, It's pretty interesting to see how many people have just, you know, run for the hills. Yeah. Uh, they're leaving in droves and, you know, they're asking us very, very pointed questions about the effectiveness and the point of what he's talking about because they don't understand it. And again, like Paul says, it's causing people to just say, look, uh, you know what? I I got it on my resume. I worked at the White House. Let me find something else. That's basically where they're at. They're like, let me find something else because this guy is killing us. Let's go to cut number number six here because the crazy town was based on this America summit 
Check this out. It's, give us a sense, if you will, about like sort of the larger message that this is sending uh, from Mexico City, from these other leaders, as to what they think right now of the United States' influence in the region. So to step back for a second, you know, this, the Summit of America has been held since 1994. And, you know, the goal was to kind of knit together the region, uh, have more free trade, more partnerships. And, and what you're kind of seeing now is sort of a, a fracturing, I guess I would say. Uh, you're seeing uh, China's growing influence in the region. Uh, you're seeing the U.S. struggling to uh, just get leaders to, to show up for an event. What a surprise. Nobody wow. shows up to Joe's party. Why? Because wow. Joe's not really liked all that much or respected. Yeah, or trusted. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. You can't get people to show up. To <laughs> You're the president of the United States. Here, I'm putting on this summit. Come to L.A., you know, Hollywood. We'll, we'll, we'll roll out the red carpet. you see movie stars and swimming pools. It'll be wonderful. You'll have a great <sighs> time. And they don't want to come. Yeah, can you picture it? It's like, yeah, can um, you know, uh yeah, Prime Minister, could you come uh, to the uh, summit? Um, Joe Biden's hosting. Uh, is Obama going to be there? <laughs> He's not. No, I, I, I can't. Uh, I'm getting a hysterectomy that day. You know, they're not coming. You know, unless Obama's with them, they're not. They're not coming. Right. It's amazing. People are looking for for reasons to fall down a flight of stairs. Right, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> It's amazing. But but again, you know, and this is something that's been going on. They can't get people to show up for Joe Biden. What a surprise. Didn't we just see that happen throughout the entire run up to the 2020 election that people did not show up for Joe Biden yet? He's still out there pitching the nonsense. I got 81 million votes most ever. Yeah. And only anybody uh, ever got only seven million of them came from a mail in uh, postal truck dumping with stuff with stuff ballots amazing amazing but but yeah this is this is what we're stuck with it's affecting us on the world stage obviously if uh this thing's been going on what they say since 1994 but nobody wants to show up to it and that's the whole reason that joe's in la right now is is for the summit and uh they even have to uh you know rely on on a jimmy kimmel appearance to show that, hey, look, look how popular he is. He really gets, he's with the people. Um, yeah, it, people aren't buying it. Yeah, man, they're fed up. It's yep. amazing. All right, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more segment, put a wraps on this Thursday night show. We'll do some more sports. Uh, we'll do a little bit more clips and news, and uh, we'll be back with you right here, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Keep the chat going. We love seeing it. Studio 6B on Real America's Voices a Thursday night. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, again, Damon will be back tomorrow night. He had some family stuff to take care of, so we, uh, of course, granted him the evening off, and we've been filling in, of course, uh, Paul Nolan doing news, Slick Rick 
AKA Frankenberry. I love that Frankenberry thing. Yeah, thanks. It's hilarious. <laughs> I really do. I, I love spent it. a thousand bucks on this suit. You like Frankenberry. <laughs> I love Frankenberry and I love the glasses. How much were the glasses? You spent a thousand bucks on the suit. How much were the glasses? The glasses? They were like uh, 700 with the frames and Get out. And all. Sure, they were. Are man. you serious? Italian acrylic, baby. Come on. Is oh, Italian, Italian acrylic? Good? Oh I didn't pull that like Frank- I didn't pull out of a Frankenberry box, I promise you that. So all right. it's better than that Slovakian acrylic, I'll tell you that. No doubt. Yeah. 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 I've heard the difference. Out. It's amazing. It is. Uh, l- let's get to sports All right. uh, with Rick right now. Well, let's get got? right to it. NHL, good one cooking in the garden. 51 seconds to go in the second period. The Tampa Lightning, they're resilient as ever. Tied it up, made it 1-1. I have a feeling that's going to be a long night, guys, going to overtime. But great game. Series tied at two. Pivotal game five. And speaking of pivotal, well, Oklahoma has jumped ahead of Texas now in the Women's College World Series. Great softball action in Oklahoma City. They're up six. Six to two, and that's in the top of the sixth inning. And we got the bases loaded, so I don't know. Not looking good for for the great state of Texas. I don't see it. Oklahoma looks really good tonight, so we'll see what happens with that. We'll report on that tomorrow night. And let's get back to the slick brick rodeo. I got two more things I want to get in, Rick. Parker right. County Sheriff's Posse Frontier Days and PRCA Rodeo. That's a mouthful. Anyway, June 8th through the 11th, Weatherford, Weatherford, Texas, Parker County Sheriff's Posse bareback riding leader Waylon Bourgeau 80. Five points on Raft H Rodeo Livestock's Medicine Show. Steer wrestling leader Walt Arnold, 3.4 seconds. Now that's a good score. Team roping Chet Whites and Jace Davis, four and a half seconds. Another good score. Saddle Bronc riding Chase Brooks, 88 points on Car Pro Rodeo's River Ghost. Tie down roping Chet Whites, 9.4 seconds. Bow racing Siri Ward, 18.14 seconds. And steer roping first round Cody Lee, 10.3 seconds. And last but not least, bull riding leader Baudreau Campbell, 82 points on Raft H. Rodeo Livestock's playing hooky. Hey, sounds like a Paul Nolan bull. Anyway, yeah, moving along. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> Guys, you're going to love this one. Yahoo Sports NAACP calls for Jack Del Rio to resign or be oh fired by commanders goodness. for January 6th comments. How to get this in, guys. Broke this afternoon. Derek Johnson, the president of the NAACP, called for the resignation or dismissal of Washington commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio for his Wednesday comments about the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. It is time for Jack Del Rio to resign or be turned Terminated, Johnson said in a statement. His comments could not have been more offensive and ignorant. The January 6th insurrection, ah, you know the rest. Anyway, that's what they're what, looking to do on Jack Del Rio. They're calling for his Del resignation. What did Del Rio say? Do you have Del Rio's quote? Do I have Del Rio's quote? Del Rio's quote, I'll paraphrase, was basically, he was questioning, why aren't we investigating, you know, the uh, you know summer of love, chop, we're making a big deal about this. He basically called it a dust-up, and they took exception to the fact that he called it a dust-up. The, uh, good, the good for insurrection. him. They can't call him a racist because he's Hispanic, but, you know. Uh, yeah, right. So he's uh, fuck Cuban, and uh, yeah. Right, hey, crazy. This is another example. They're going to try to cancel their own. This is how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it's amazing because you know what he did was any any uh, great quote. He's like, you know, hey, I just think you know if we're if we're going to ask the questions about what happened January sixth, we should be able to ask questions about what happened before that. Exactly. You know, he goes, I saw it on my TV. Businesses were being destroyed. People's livelihoods. Yep. Yeah, Businesses are being burned down. All that stuff. People were getting hurt, and we're not allowed to ask questions about it. And, no, and that's absurd. basically the way he put it. And, and and what is this? The end? Who who's this guy? NAACP. Yeah, NAACP. The uh, uh, president. Yeah, uh, Derek Johnson. And what did he say again? Because he said something there that kind of caught my attention. He's calling for the dismissal. He says uh, his comments could not have been more offensive or and ignorant. 
Oh, offensive. Yeah. That's so sad for you, Mr. NAACP guy. Well, guess what? As part of the um, rights that we have of free speech, it's our right to offend you. And it's your right to be offended. Nobody and nobody is going to be uh, is going to be told that they have to do something if they don't want to do it. That's the way that's the way this works, Mr. NAACP guy, is that you're allowed to say what you want. If people don't like it, they can be offended. They can tune it out. They can not listen to it. They can speak up and say, I don't like what you just said. It's their right to say that as well. Just like it's your right to say you're offended. It's our right to say we're offended by your existence and by your thoughts about the way you portray Jack Del Rio's quote. Yep. Because you're being, it, it basically, you're trying to uh, bully him into not speaking, and that is not okay. Because he has a right to his own thoughts, his own feelings, his own interpretation of what he saw, and you don't have a right to shut that down. And if it offends you, Mr. NAACP guy, go grab a hanky, sit in the corner, and cry your little eyes out. And if that offends you, too bad. Kick rocks, dude. Nobody cares if you get offended. Yeah. Or, uh, offended. Right? I, I almost spelled it wrong. You know, I went to a show last night. I saw a comedian. He said something that offended me. What, what happened? I got cancer. No, you, nothing happens. You get offended. Big deal. Yeah. You find it offensive. So what? Have you seen Ricky Gervais's new special? I love Ricky Gervais. His new special on Netflix was outstanding because he really he goes right into what it is to be offended, what the purpose of humor is, how you know he just explains it all in such a rational way, and he doesn't give a flying you know what yeah. about whatever what anybody thinks. So uh, I I, it was, I thought it was hysterical. And what I liked too, guys, was the commander's defensive lineman Jonathan Allen agreed with his coach and said, "You can have a difference of opinion and still respect one another. Why can't people just get that?" Exactly, it's a difference. That's great. Of Jonathan Allen said that. Yep, Jonathan Allen came out, this which was is terrific because he's a. He's got a darker skin tone. I don't, yep. I don't even know big, what I'm saying. Big defensive lineman, yep. Yep, and uh, for him to be a kid from Alabama, to be able to say something like that, it's a, it's a big champion to yep. reasonable discourse. And it's, it's the psychos. Who, who's demanding his resignation or to be canceled? What, who's the uh, NAACP. Yeah, because so the, they've done a great job bringing people together. All they've done is create hate in the Polarizing, last years. Yep. It's psychotic. Yeah, and, and I'm sure the uh, the leaders of BLM are probably thinking, hey, he needs to stop talking about that um, because Black Lives Matter, only about five or six Black Lives Matter if, if you work for them because you take all that money and you go buy yourself stuff. Yeah, That's like, about like a house in works. a white neighborhood with a gated fence where no black people are allowed. Right, okay. Right. I can't wait to see Candace Owens' film on uh, The Daily Wire as well. Uh, so you know, she's doing a whole expose on on the sham that is BLM that people are not afraid to say anymore. Remember Good. when this first came out? Yeah. The mob, people were so afraid to talk out about BLM. I'll say it to anybody, and I don't care what your, what color you are. I don't care. You know it. I know it. Grow up. Be real. It's a sham. Yeah. And the fact that people are so quick to want to shut you down, it's because they realize that it's dawned on them. Uh-oh, we're exposed. People can see the people can see what's behind the curtain here, yeah. and they know that we're a fraud. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we watch, I mean, look, it's hate cells. Look at, yep. look at the house Al, Al Sharpton lives in and Jesse Jackson. These guys have made a fortune off of hate. They have. You know, it's... No doubt. You know, this is what they do. They, they, they frothed up the desperate, and 
they leave them wanting more, and they do nothing for them other than leaving them hopeless. All right. Well, we like to end on a uh, a good, yes. uh, positive. Yes, so yes, we're going to yes, do yes, that yes, right yes. now. Let's end on a positive for tonight. Uh, this is cut number eighteen. G go. G. Drawdown is proceeding in a secure and orderly way. You cannot defend the execution here. This has been a disaster. Joe Biden does not care that people are dying today because of the open border policy. This presidency doesn't care about what's happening here. America seems trapped in a vortex of bad economic news. 75% of adults believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. Baby formula might be harder to find in stores. $5 a gallon on average. Crime across the board is up. They have done nothing. Stop this crime wave. A series of committee hearings begins in primetime Thursday night. And that does it for us. Yeah. Follow us on Getter. Yep. Make sure you uh, like the show, share the show with your friends. And, of course, thank you for watching. As always, we salute our military active and retired first responders all across the spectrum. We're talking EMTs, firefighters, police, the truckers, the nurses, the doctors, everybody working on the front lines. We appreciate it. Thank you to everybody on the show. Gio and Fran in the booth. Slick Rick doing sports. Paulie doing news. And, of course, you guys at home watching. You're the most important. Look at those shoes. Damn. Watch out, cockroaches. He's coming to get you. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. See you tomorrow. Peace.